This could be for you. Hey everyone, and welcome to another exceptional episode of Steve Made a Game Show, otherwise known as Smags. I'm your host, otherwise known as Steve, and today we're all joined by Danielle. Welcome, Danielle. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. You're a part of Steve Made a Game Show. Are you a fan of game shows, and what's your favorite game show? I am a fan of game shows. The first thing that comes to mind, actually, is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because... They're doing a reboot of that tomorrow night. So I don't know if you saw that. It's tomorrow night? I hadn't realized. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel will be hosting. So that's a classic. Yeah. And the, the ads have been sufficiently burned into your brain that that's the first thing you thought of when I prompted you with the word game show. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm excited. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, did you ever call in? I know you were really young and so was I. <laughs> no. No, I did not. My mom tried to get on it. Yeah, but no. Likewise, hopefully we can get on it, even though I think it's only a celebrity specialized event. I, I believe so. Yes, yes. Maybe they'll come back with the regular person version. Right. In the meantime, we've got Smags here. So consider yourself part of the modern day who wants to be a millionaire. I, I love it. Not to be too presumptuous, but that's what we try to do here. Except we are a little bit different. We're not multiple choice, but we are a three round game show. So, Danielle, round one is going to be the category round. I've prepared a list of categories that are specifically tuned to who you are. We'll go through those. There are three questions each, $50, $150, and $250, and you'll accumulate points that will go towards your final score. Then we'll jump into round two, which is the persuasion round. So I'm going to give you a prompt, and I want you to be as convincing as possible and lead me and the audience to your side of the argument, why we should believe you, why we should award you as many points as humanly possible. Okay. After that, round three, we'll then move on to the lightning round. We'll wrap up. I'm going to give you another question, a prompt, and then you're going to have to rattle off as many answers as you can inside a 45-second time frame, and you'll get 10 points or smag coins, if you will. <laughs> for each correct answer you get. So we're going to be moving fast, but uh, I think you've got it in you to keep up. What do you think? I think so. Perfect. Are you ready to begin round one? I'm ready. Here we go. For round one, your categories are Starbs, all Starbucks questions. Yep. Around Stars Hollow, a Gilmore Girls category. Mm. And Grandma Sue. Oh, okay. All right. Let's start with Starbs. Starbs for 50 bucks? Yes. Okay. Starbucks has achieved widespread usage of its app and mobile payment platform as a key way to engage its customer base. What year did Starbucks introduce mobile payments? Ooh. Think back. When did you start using that? Yeah, I know. I believe I definitely used it in college. Um, so it had to be before 2016 i'm gonna take a guess and guess 2014 2011 is what we were oh, looking for oh god okay so no points for you on that one but still i mean it was, it was a solid guess yeah yikes redemption time coming up though 150 all right here you go starbs you're a starbs master so i think you're gonna get this one were i to order a caramel macchiato off the starbucks menu what would be the ingredients inside? And in particular, what's unique about the macchiato preparation that distinguishes it from other drinks? So 
It would be milk, vanilla syrup. You said caramel macchiato, right? Exactly. And espresso. And I believe what makes it unique is that they pour the milk in first. That's my guess. So milk in cup, then espresso in cup? Yes. Actually, it's espresso in cup, then milk in cup. You had it right, but you were just working from like the bottom of the cup. Yeah. Shoot. I did get the ingredients though, right? You did. So out of the 150, we can award you 50. Okay. Thank goodness. You got 50 smag coins. I'll take it. Do you want to round out the Starbucks category here? Yes. Okay. For 250, the origin of Starbucks comes from what literary work? I have no idea. Um... What book in reference to? Um, oh gosh, I'm, I can't think of the name of, and, and this isn't even the book, but I'm trying to think of the name of the book with Tom Sawyer. And that's probably not even the right answer. Is that what we're going with? The name of the book that has Tom Sawyer? I guess, yeah. In terms of where it falls chronologically to literary works, I don't think you're too far off, but we're not looking for... Um, the Adventures of Tom Sawyer, I think, or or The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for Moby Dick. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have got it, but I've heard of it. Yes, that's the one. He's the first mate on their boat. His name's Starbucks. Starbuck, singular. Oh. I think there's one of him. Wow. Had no idea. Okay. Well, you kind of posted a Big B coffee score yeah. in the Starbucks <laughs> round. We got two more categories to go after, Danielle. Where do we want to go next? All right. Um, Let's do Grandma Sue. Grandma Sue for 50? Yes. Grandma Sue for 50. So Grandma Sue has a penchant for drinking a nip of Crown Royal before she goes to sleep every night. She doesn't always drink the whiskey straight every time, however. What drink does she occasionally use as her mixer? 7-Up. That's correct. 7-Up for 50 points. Okay, so you got some forward momentum. Grandma Sue is maybe a bit more your speed. Yeah, I think so. Okay, do you want to try her one more time for 150? Sure. Okay. 150. So Grandma Sue engages in many hobbies, many skills, activities, but there's one in particular that she has become especially proficient at in the last handful of years. I'm referring to her iPad bingo game. What is the name of the app that she plays bingo with? Oh, shoot. I'm sure you've been invited a good handful of times to join her. I have not because I don't, I don't have it. I just always call it bingo. It does have a name, though, a branded trademark name. Oh, my gosh. I honestly did not know that. Uh, uh, jack Jackpot Bingo. Oh, no. Jackpot Bingo sounds like a convincing company, but we were looking for Bingo Blitz. Oh, man. Doesn't even ring a bell. Wow, that was tough. This one I can't promise is any easier, but it's going to give you even more bingo credits if you get it right. Okay. For 250, Graham Sue. There's a television program that was a favorite of Grandpa Jerry's that Graham Sue could not stand, but it was on in her house almost all the time. She doesn't watch it anymore, she's told me. Do you know what TV show this is? Hmm. Grandpa Jerry always used to watch it. It irritated her. <laughs> Popular show, though. Yeah, so I know they watched Blue Bloods, but I thought she liked that. So on all the time so it had to be some sort of a rerun or something law and order going with the the original law and order yeah okay 
it is not law and order it is a cbs procedural show much like blue bloods but you're right she does like blue bloods good show good family values however she can't stand ncis oh also on cbs on weeknights also in reruns every day in weeknights yep yep well that's close to law and order it is it's awfully the same show yeah but maybe you can do better with the Gilmore Girls category. I'm feeling good about this one for you. All right. Let's see. For 50 smag coins, Rory has a dream of always meeting a reporter. Which reporter is this? She's tall, brunette, has a foreign name, Von. Oh, my gosh. She's like British or something European. Oh, Christian Amanpour. Correct. You were describing, it's like you were just circling the drain. You were everywhere around her but the name, and then you totally nailed it. Nicely done. Yes, thank goodness. Just as a disclaimer for for you in the audience, I mean, I couldn't write any of these, but I had some help from the executive producer on the show. Oh, thank goodness. She happened to give me some good pointers. So, you know, Alex Trebek is not always the subject matter expert for all the categories he reads off, but it doesn't mean that he's not learning anything along with the players too. So, wow, we aspire here in Smags. You want to go with 150? Yeah. Okay. Back in season five, what is the signature piece of the disguise worn by the Life and Death Brigade? Um, I want to say a mask, but it might be more like a hood. But I believe it's something covering their face. What can I do with that? You're very much on the right track. Um. You've said it's a mask. For you to get the whole 150 smag coins, I want to know what kind of mask was it? You just sound in agony right now. Yeah. Gosh. I don't know, like a masquerade mask? I know that's not it. It's a gorilla mask. Oh, dang it. We'll still give you points, though, on that. How about 100 smag coins this time? I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll give it. Okay. 250. This is, I think this is going to be a tough one, but you know what? You got Christian Yamanpour. I think you can get this one too. For 250, what was the name of Babette's? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, her. <laughs> that person. What was the name of Babette's lawn gnome that Jess steals in season two? Hmm. Ralph comes to mind. Going with Ralph? Sure. Pierpont was the name we were looking for. Oh my gosh. I never would have guessed that. It was a really obscure question. Uh, <laughs> the executive producer really wanted to give a tough one for 250. Yeah, well, they didn't realize how I would perform on 150 and 50. <laughs> All right, Danielle, that wraps up the category round. You've got 250 points, so you're not going away empty-handed. We're going to go into the persuasion round, and a ton of points are up for grabs. Just the, the more convincing you can be, the more points you can grab. Before that, though, we're going to hear a brief word for these messages. Smags Management here, and we hope that you enjoyed the Grandma Sue-themed category during round one. If you want to hear more Grandma Sue-themed content, please let us know. You know, you could call, shoot an email, send a text, send a telegram, send a monogram, send a fruit basket. Heck, you could send a Snapchat, snap a TikTok, send a trip tick, or a tip tick, or a tip pack, or a tip tub. Whatever you need to do, let the producers of Steve Made a Game Show, or heck, let Steve himself know that you want to see Grandma Sue show up as a future contestant here on Steve Made a Game Show. All right, thanks for those words, and we are back, and we are diving into the persuasion round. So, Danielle, here comes your prompt for round two. 
as a little bit of background, some color for the audience, Danielle, you have a pretty particular palette, wouldn't you say? Yes, I sure do. Not always are different restaurants able to cater to those tastes. Sometimes their menus are kind of limited, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Yeah. So for your persuasion round, I want to put you in charge of maybe the FDA, maybe even just your own restaurant. And you have the opportunity to bring up a whole new category of food. Maybe we'll call it the adult children's menu. Okay. So for some people who might like to order a grilled cheese at a wedding. Yeah. Someone who might prefer a plate of buttered noodles, that those menu options are afforded to them. And in fact, they're being shepherded by someone who's passionate and is able to deliver the very best of those categories. Wow. Okay. What would you do? How would you assemble an adult children's menu? I think I would start with some of your most popular dishes that you find on children's menus, which would be mac and cheese, grilled cheese, probably a hot dog, um, which I wouldn't like, but... Consider others, you know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we'll throw in a hot dog, maybe a hamburger. Oh, maybe chicken fingers. Chicken fingers, absolutely. With fries, of course. Um... Yeah, I think so. That's where we'll start. But but you've got to put the adult twist on it. So like your mac and cheese on the kids menu, oftentimes the problem that I run into is that it's just craft. Like even if, which I love craft mac and cheese shapes, don't get me wrong. But, you know, sometimes you'll be at a restaurant where they have a sort of homemade mac and cheese that they have on their regular menu. Sometimes it'll have bacon in it or something else but then on their kids menu they've got mac and cheese and you think oh great that'll be just without the things however it's not the homemade it's just like craft mac and cheese or stofers and that's not what we're going to do at this establishment so we will definitely be putting the adult twist on it and going for the homemade mac and cheese instead of settling for this sort of second rate imitation Exactly, exactly. It's craft, so it's just using like American powdered cheese versus some of the other things you'd find on the other pages of the menu? Yes, yeah. There'll be more cheeses, different, maybe some breadcrumbs sprinkled on top, you know. But maybe still the shaped noodles. I I have nothing wrong with the shaped noodles. I would love that, actually. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good way to generate revenue, even. Sponsored shaped noodles. Yeah. And then I think for your chicken fingers and fries... You know, let's offer good fries. I think that's another place that people can go wrong. You know, like a little bit of seasoning. We could put our own twist on the the Hopcat crack fries or cosmic fries, as they now are called. Of course. Yes. Got to respect that. But yeah, I think we would get some good fries up in there. The grilled cheese. Again, we're not going to do white bread with a slice of American cheese. We're going to mix it up. We're going to have, maybe it'll be, you know, sourdough bread. Maybe it'll be whole wheat bread. And there will definitely be options for cheeses. You know, there might even be a couple different options that you could put in your cheeses. So again, we're really just taking everything one step higher to just taking it to the next level. So same menu, just prepared better. With more kind of intention to to provide quality food, not just keep a a young one entertained and and not play with their food yeah exactly for the joy of eating that's what we hope for individuals who don't normally find joy in eating we hope they can find it here 
providing a voice to them. They're not just left with the scraps, you know? Yeah. How about now a big key component of this menu? It has a pretty good crossover with what we do see with other typical bar restaurant menus, a pizza menu. Have I not said pizza? You have not. Oh my gosh. I think it's indicative of the fact that you classify pizza within its own bucket. It's separated from your hot dogs and your corn dogs. Oh, yes. Explain to me how you're going to improve at, a, at an anatomic level, at a molecular level, the pizza experience for people that aren't satisfied with what they're seeing right now on the menus. Well, I think there's a lot we can do here. So all of the ingredients are very important. I think the most important is the sauce. For a super taster like myself, that's where it can all go wrong. Mm-hmm. So we would be intentional about finding a, the perfect sauce. And then I'm torn, you know, between thin crust, deep dish. There's, there's so many. Brooklyn style. Right. There's so many different kinds. But I, I like a good thin crust pizza. So I think we're going to go thin crust. Okay. And we will have a pizza oven. We'll have a brick oven. So it will be made in that device. Yes. Just to uh, ensure quality. Not just atop a, a stovetop. Right. No, no. With, you know, hamburger patties and country fried steak. Right. No, not just putting it in the oven. No, not at all. And then as far as cheese goes, we're going to offer a fair selection. So there will obviously be mozzarella. And we'll also offer some add-ons if you wanted to do some Parmesan cheese on top of that or maybe arugula. Is that cheese or a vegetable? Actually, it's a leafy green. But it sounds cheesy. <laughs> I've seen it at Blaze Pizza. I'm a big fan of theirs. And I, I think they might have it set up near the cheese. I, that perhaps could be why it threw me off. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of an intimidating word. It's got two U's, sandwiching a G. Uh, yeah, you don't, it's, it's an unusual word. Perhaps a foreign cheese. I get it. So there's that. And then we will offer other toppings for folks like pepperoni. Of course. Ham. Kids like ham. But also these are for adults. But if kids like ham, that should be on this menu. So ham. Exactly. The good kind of the skeleton ingredients you need, probably some other kind of maybe like a sausage kids, but then also adults do like meats. Right, 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 right. And yeah, we're going to go for a crispy pizza, not overdone, nothing worse than an undercooked pizza. So we're going to go for crispy. And I think a 10 inch pizza is about the right size. For an adult bodied eater. Yes, yes, I do. Um, that's a little bigger than like your Pizza Hut personal pan pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that might be more like six or eight inches. We're definitely going to need to go a little larger for the adult. It's not for children. It makes sense. Right. It, but, but also with thin crust, it won't be too much. I think it will satisfy everyone. Those that can finish it in one sitting, but maybe some that would like to carry a slice or two home with them. Exactly. And for a really big eater, they can get an appetizer, you know, and on that menu would be things such as goldfish, cheese and Ritz crackers, maybe string cheese, you know, that that you pull. Yeah, these are really good foods to help improve motor skills, fine motor function that you can pick up, you know, peel. Yes. Or if you're an adult, they just taste good. They taste good and they reinforce those, you know, important skill sets. 
for us all. Definitely. And, you know, maybe rolls. We will definitely be a place that gives out bread. Carb friendly. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Gluten friendly, carb friendly, all of it. Yeah, I mean, your brain needs carbs. So this is a, a thinking man and woman's restaurant. Absolutely. Now, there's one more that I know you're particularly fond of um, that I didn't hear mentioned. Buttered noodles. What do you think of that? And what do you think of kind of like a pasta sub menu? We have to allow it. We we have to put it on there. Oh, I think that would be a great idea. So I think we have noodles. And then your options are butter, Alfredo, marinara sauce. You can do any of those. And the noodle options that we will provide are going to be medium shells, angel hair, spaghetti, and I would say elbows, but I think we may, if we don't go with shapes for the mac and cheese, we would definitely be going with elbows. So how about penne for the third option of noodle? I think that's sophisticated, but familiar. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to describe my palate. Sophisticated, but familiar. Maybe that's the tagline of this whole submenu. Yes, I think it could be. All right. I mean, this is, this is a business operation, and I guess it, it begs the question of the model. So is this something that you want to see individual restaurants, including home-cooked or kind of homespun, or would you rather this be sort of almost like an add-on, like a... Almost all restaurants have contracts with Coke and Pepsi to provide soda beverages. Oh, yes. Should they be contracting this adult children's menu company to kind of import their food product? They can prepare it and put a spin on it, but it's all going to be this consistent centralized quality. Yeah, I do think so. Because if they can advertise that they partner with sophisticated and familiar or sophisticated but familiar i'm already forgetting you know people will flock to that just like myself i i look at a restaurant before i go to see if they have coke or pepsi products if they have pepsi products i will be taking my business elsewhere and it's not and, and that's just a fact and i know i'm not alone in that so i think we would soon develop the the fan base if you will where folks are looking online ahead of time to see you know do i have sophisticated but familiar options on this menu yes i'm there and so i think that is a phenomenal idea you know especially because every family's got a picky eater you're always wondering oh can we go there because so and so and so i think if people came to know that this is an option consistently they would make decisions based upon it based upon what restaurants had it and kind of feel more confident with that decision that they know okay they carry my sophisticated familiar palate friendly food guys let's all go exactly Man, yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, it could be outsourced to the airlines, right? Oh, yeah. You're an experienced traveler. How many times have you felt that the food options were lacking? Uh, almost every time. Ever since Delta got rid of the Chex Mix, I hardly want to travel. You heard it here, folks. Delta, no Chex Mix, no travelers. I am a big Delta fan, however. Um, Please bring back the Chex Mix. Yes, that's all we ask. Okay, Danielle, I think you've laid out a compelling case of what this new, modern, and yet adult experience could be. I think we're seeing an emergence of people that want the familiar, want the comfortable. Adult coloring books are kind of popular these days. Mm, yes. Could have a tie-in, right? Yeah. Advertise on their pages. I, uh, I think you've laid out a compelling vision for the eaters of America and the world that want something more. And for that, I am going to award you 675 smack coins. Heck 
yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Any parting words to uh, the listeners that they're going to walk away from this episode kind of with a new perspective on food? What do you want them to think about one last time? I just hope they would reach out to me if they're interested in investing in something like this. There we go. I think that's an advertisement. On that note, let's hear a word one more time before we hit up round three. Do you ever go to a restaurant and find yourself staring at a menu with no options and your only option is to be that obnoxious person who has to ask them to subtract this and substitute that and you hate to do it? If you're not this person, you might have a friend who is and that's just as embarrassing. So we have a solution for you. Check out Danielle's Extra Menu, where you will find options that range from a hot dog and fries to mac and cheese to satisfy all of your pickiest friends and their picky palates. So check it out today. All right, and we're back. Danielle, we're in the home stretch. Have you chewed up on your arugula and are you ready for the final lightning round? Oh, I'm ready for round three. Round three, here it goes. So I'm going to give you this prompt and then I'm going to say, ready, set, begin. And at which point, please start answering because your time will begin and you'll have 45 seconds to fill the air with as much as you can. Okay. For round three, the lightning round, Danielle, your prompt is list as many airports by their call sign, you know, their three letter name as you can. Ready and begin. D-E-T, D-E-N, D-F-W, J-F-K, L-G-A, T-P-A, S-F-O, L-A-X. T-U-L, F-L-T, G-R-R, NCO, KCO, STL, five seconds. Oh, my gosh! Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, wow. I really, I really blew that. You were on a roll, and then no, it's it's, it's tough. I know. I had no no pattern. I should have been going by state or region or something. That last one, did you say S-T-I? S-T-L. S-T-L. Okay. St. Louis. Okay. So I got, let me make sure, because the first one you said was D-E-T. Did you mean that for D-T-W, Detroit? Yeah. Did I say D-E-T? <laughs> you said D-E-T. I'm, oh, I meant to say D-T-W, but I was already thinking of Denver. So in total, Danielle, you did come up with 13 correct answers. It's going to give you 130 additional points. So feeling pretty good about that. There's a couple. T-U-L. What does that stand for? Tulsa. Mm-hmm. MCO is Orlando. I recognize that yep. one. Is KCO Kansas City? Yes. And what would TPA be? Tampa. Yep. Duh. Which of those do you think is your number one choice if you had to just Ooh. spend a day in an airport? Oh my gosh, how did I not get Atlanta? Um, which that's not where I would want to be. Um, probably, honestly, probably Detroit. Wow, and you didn't even get Detroit. I know. Uh, that's hardly my fault, though. No, no, you're excited about Denver Airport. It's understandable. Yeah, we all knew I was thinking about it. And you got FLT, Flint Airport. So 
And Grand Rapids, GRR. Mm-hmm. DTW, no great loss. Just as today's episode was no great loss. Danielle, thanks for playing Smags. It's great to have you on. Well, thank you for having me. This was great to join, and I appreciate the opportunity. Opportunity appreciated on this end as well. Let's kick it up to the leaderboard, and we'll find out where your score ranks with everyone else. In fifth, Danielle, 1055. First, Scott, 1870. Second, Alex, 1831. Third, Andy, 1671. S-M-A-G-S. My name is Danielle, and I got smagged.